Joey. What's going on? How you doing? Doing good. We got a co-host here with us or what? Um, he's getting it. You sure? Usually I'm the last one on. I'm here. Still up at the Bloody household. Yeah, except for the babies. Michael, what's happening, brother? Not much. How are you? It's a pleasure to have you on with us. I'm good. I appreciate you having me on the show or the podcast, whatever. Yeah, we make it very clear that I'm not a fantasy football guru by any means. You're probably better than Nick Corbett, which was the best joke to do last week. <laughs> Easy there now. So we'll we'll take it. So what do you got for me? You gonna you got some this is the commissioner you're interviewing here. Let, Let's go. Let me start my show. Let me welcome everybody to the SWB Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on week eight. We're going to be with Joey Fancy, along with the weekly special co-host, Mike and Bloody. I apologize. I didn't hear a word you said. My son's chasing me around the house right now, trying to get away so you don't hear him. I mean, anyway. come on, Dom. Yeah. This is the best you can do. Joe, you it's wouldn't know what it's like to be a family man. It's just man. sad. You don't know what it's like to be a family man. Are I you... get it. What are you trying to promote well, for... tonight? I don't know if I didn't hear the introduction because I thought I was going to get a better shout out than that, than just I mean, my name. No, I did. I, I said you're my special co-host this week, and I said Mike and Bloody. <laughs> So well, come on, hear... fellas. So, Joe, so Joe, you're you're the commissioner of this league, huh? And you you allow people like this on the in the league to let you talk about the league. Yeah, I mean, it's a democracy. Might, our league. I might have to put a bid in for a spot. That's good. Kavari spot. We're gonna talk about expansion. And you shouldn't have told everyone that you're not a fantasy guru, Mike. Because that we take that in consideration. I mean, yeah, Mike, Mike could be a liar the, too. Mike is in the FanDuel league. He's just he's just uh, conning. I'm a sleeper. I'm a sleeper. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get rolling here with these questions. Uh, Mike, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'd be glad to. And uh, I just want to thank both of you again for having me. But uh, let's start it off with. Uh, you know, Joe, Kamish, what's your favorite favorite memory or greatest memory of this the league? Year to date. What do you enjoy the most? So uh Mike, I've had the, the, the privilege to be the commissioner of the SW Fantasy Football League going on the, our ninth year now. There's a lot of great memories. Um obviously the two thousand thirteen championship sit the top of all the greatest memories when I took it down. Um, but I've got a couple other memories here uh, that stick out pretty close to that. And uh, kind of to coattail off of what Dom said a few weeks ago 
you know, we have a friend of ours, Chase McCune. He's in this league. And he was, you know, contradicting whether or not he wanted to participate eight years ago. And uh, I suckered him into the league, told him it would be great. And um, one of my greatest memories was that on draft day, I'm on the phone with him. His, he's got the second overall pick. And I tell him to draft Tom Brady. And everybody laughs at me because the quarterback in the first round back when we did the snake draft was unheard of quarterback. They just, they just laughed at me. And sure enough, um, Chase goes on to take home the, the 2012, the inaugurational year championship. And it's a great memory for, of mine because he needed it. He needed that victory as Dom would have said. He did need it. Um, no, but honestly, that's not my favorite memory. My favorite memory, everyone said BW3s. I'm going to go with Nick November's party he had. We, uh, he did it a couple years ago. All of us went over there. He had a cookout. We played cornhole. I think all the owners were there with the exception of maybe Dean. Uh, but Dean was with us there uh, via FaceTime on the iPhone. And I just had a good time with everybody being there, socializing, drinking, uh, getting to see everybody because obviously it's hard to do that now. But as we get older. So favorite memories, Nick November's draft party. All right. I hope all your answers aren't that long. Very good. No, that, that was too long. I know. I'll, I'll shorten it up. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's get into some real questions now. Uh, if you had one owner you had to remove from the league, uh, who are you looking to kick out? Yeah, I thought about this, and I contemplated going back and forth. I've heard everybody's responses. There's, I think, three or four guys that have been nominated right now to get terminated from the been, league. I think it's only been like two. I think it's like four against – Kiefer and three against Bob. I think Ammo had one or two, too. Oh, yeah. Ammo might have had one. So there's like three guys that consistently want to get voted out of the league. And uh, this isn't the answer most of you are going to want to hear. Um, but I, I'm going to be the first one to actually verbally vote for myself. Um, and there's really one reason why. It's because, Michael, this league has got such great friendships and bonds. I couldn't do that you know, take someone away from these great memories and these great moments that <laughs> this we all share. Answer. It's not a terrible answer. So this I would say like a, I that's, would, a very, that's a very politically a, correct answer. This is a Mike Kiefer answer. This is not a Mike Kiefer answer because Mike you dodged said, well, the question. I'm not dodging the question. Mike Kiefer said this. There's one or two guys that don't do anything with the league. They don't respond. We all know who they are. That's probably where I'd start. And we asked him what names those would be, and he wouldn't give them to us. I didn't say anything about that. I can care less if there's a few out there that don't join in, but I'm not going to take away the great memories they, they established with this league over the last eight or nine years. And we've probably got another 20 of them coming. So if I had to do it, I, I, I take, take a seat back and just watch. All right. That's sad. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I'm up here. Has a spouse or significant other ever had any influence on the performance of a team or your team? Yeah, so everybody knows I'm a newlywed here as of uh, the Friday before the actual fantasy football teams or league started last year. Um, Desiree has been very supportive. She knows on Sundays and Mondays it's fantasy football days. Um, we both tune in early morning on ESPN, and we listen to Matthew Barry's comments, and if I miss something, she's right there to tell me. Hey, whatever you know, Matthew Barry said it's it's a must start for uh, what's his name over at the the Bills receiver. Is, is that how you finished in eighth place? 
we don't listen to Matthew Barry. So she, she's, Matthew Barry. She's she's the one that's saying if you heard what Matthew Barry just said, make sure that you do the opposite. So yeah, she's been supportive. She lets me do my thing on Sunday, and Monday. She's always asking where I'm at throughout the day, um, especially when it's Dom week. You know, everybody wants to be Dom, so not everybody can. But yeah, she's been supportive. That's good. Good that she supports you. Um, all right, uh, Joe. Who is uh, who's a guy you don't want to see on your on your schedule? Yeah, so I've been waiting for these particular couple of questions here because, Mike, you might not know this about me, but I'm a numbers guy. I I uh, I dive deep into the statistics of our league as far as head-to-head records, points for, points against, to see you know how everything spans, uh, margins. And stuff like that. It's kind of really in depth, and most of the guys know that. So I'm a points guy, and uh, not a wins guy. Don't get them confused. I'm a points guy, and it's, so so what I'm about to provide you, Mike. The last seven weeks, the owners were not able to provide you because they just they don't even ant- they don't have any evidence of the people that they chose to kick out of the league or evidence that says they're the toughest opponent or weakest opponent. So I'm going to give you some good evidence here. Okay, Michael, just so you know, a matter of fact, go ahead. I'm listening. Matter of fact, my toughest opponent by statistics is Mike Kiefer. Okay. I played Mike Kiefer total of 10 times throughout the last eight years. And I've only, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta interrupt you. Now I'm picking up on some sort of conspiracy that Kiefer needs to be kicked out based on him being one of the tougher opponents. Well, yeah, absolutely. Most any truth Any truth to that? Yeah. See, Mike, you're a smart guy. You're picking on quick lives. <laughs> guys come in there and want to throw Mike Kiefer out of there because nobody could beat him. I can beat him. So I've he, got the numbers to prove it. He's my toughest opponent. Like I said, I've won three matches out of ten against him, so that's a 30% win rate. Um, wow. I've had a hard time with him. And I compliment him. Okay, well, he's a competitor. No, I, I, I have the uh, I have the opportunity. We play we play in a league with with Mike, uh, the FanDuel league, and you know he's always at the top of the leader the lead the leaderboard. You know he tests positive for SEDs. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know that, but good luck to him. Uh, we haven't even explained the SEDs yet to Mike. Oh gosh, we'll we'll, we'll get to it when we get there. All right. Well, uh, uh, I just thought you meant the real STDs. No, SEDs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Software enhancing uh, drugs. There's a few other. Oh, I see. Too. I I see that that's at uh, question eight there. So yeah. I should have done my homework before this. We'll get there. All so right, I'll uh, piggy. Second- I'll piggy. Yeah, I'll piggyback off of that. If, if you want me to go down. Yeah, go for it, Mike. So who who's the guy that you just kind of – you just can't wait to play because you're about to mollywomp him every time? So I got the stats, and the stats don't lie, Mike. Just remember that if you take anything away from this podcast, <laughs> remember stats don't lie, okay? Analytics. And I'm going to rewind about 10 weeks ago, maybe a little longer. I was on a podcast with Dom, and I said, this kid – was a splash in a pan when you're cooking bacon, okay? So what that means is when you're cooking bacon, 
and you get splashed by one of those hot pieces of oil and you're like, damn, that was hot. And like, that's it. It goes away. That's because this owner usually gets as a splash in a pan. He has one win and he goes away. And that owner's Nick November. I'm seven and two against this guy. Okay. I love playing Nick. <laughs> and just for the record, Joe, what's your record against me? All right. Since I've got him here in front, I might as well just tell the league what they all are because they're all going to want to know. We'll go with Chase McCune and don't laugh. I'm 500 with Chase, five and five. Uh, Dom Campari, uh, Dom, I am five and six against Dom. So Dom has me there by one win. Russell Signal, four and four. Mike Kiefer, as I said before, I'm three and seven. Nick November, I'm seven and two. Rob Larici, I'm five and four. Paul Ferdue, the second most winningest owner in the league, I'm five and three. God bless you, Paul. Um, Dean Giorizzo, I'm 500, I'm five and five. Dave Giorizzo, four and four. Chris Amicarelli, I struggle with Chris as well. He's another strong owner. I'm four and seven against Chris. And Mr. Bobby Scott, I am five and three against Bob. That's nice. Uh, I mean, I have some of my numbers here, but we're not going to get into them. But I do want to. I do want to point out as the most winningest owner. I like to thank Chase McCune. I'm eight and one against Chase. Wow. And I am nine and three against Bob. Well, that's why you're the most winningest co- coach right there. Because I don't lose to people I'm not supposed to. I've I- also have a six and three record against uh, November. You've got the most wins against the two guys that are on the bottom of the, the wins category in the entire league. So I wouldn't, and you have no rings. So yeah, that, that explains it. You gotta, you gotta beat the guys that are out in front of you, Joe. I always tell you that. All right. This is, here's one of my more, uh, one of my more favorite questions. Uh, Mike, a little background information this year. We were hours, not even like minutes from our draft this year. And Chase is calling up Joe telling him he can't he's not going to be at the draft his appendix is burst and he's rushing to the hospital and it's like one o'clock on that saturday afternoon uh he was then forced to find a replacement to draft for him and he called anthony angelata who was in the middle of an irrigation job and anthony tried to draft from his phone for chase for two and a half hours Chase ended up with the worst team, last place, photo shoot and all, and it was just miserable. And we told Chase, so you should pick somebody better. So here's the question. If you were unable to draft your team hours before the draft for some life crisis, who would you choose to draft your team? Yeah, so uh, I've thought a, a lot about this question, obviously, because this can happen and has happened. So you need to have a backup plan, as we learned from last year. Um, and my guy is real simple. I've got, you know, three of my own brothers, three of my brother-in-laws that, you know, for the most part, all play fantasy football. So I'm going a complete different direction. I'm going with Jeff Corbel. And, uh, <laughs> the answers are, the, are, are pretty obvious because when he was on air last week, everybody got to know that he, he's a 2015 champion in the L7 league, which is very competitive. And he's very familiar <laughs> with the auction draft. Um, and more importantly, Corpo's got the three P's I look for. And those three P's are professional, professionalism, he's prompt, and he's polite. So I know he's going to show up for the draft. I know he's, he's going to be professional um, with his picks and decisions and stay its course. And then he's polite as well. He's going to smooch some guys uh, to make things happen for me. 
Mm-hmm. Sounds like you've been, you've been thinking about that one for a while. Just having them in yeah. your back pocket, huh? Mike, you got you it. You don't, I mean, yeah. Chase is, Mike. Chase is, uh, he's prepared Chase everyone for improve. it. Yeah. So, so you, you didn't, you didn't just, you didn't just learn from Chase. This is, it sounds like something you've been prepared for. You said nine years in the making. I'm ready. I'm ready for Jeff Corbo to be partnerships with me. Um, if, if I need him to be. No, I couldn't agree more with those three P's with, with Mr. Corbo. First class. I would love to beat, I would love to beat a Joe Corbo coalition team. Just, it would just make my victories even better. I don't know. I'd love to share, I, I, I'd love to share a ring with Jeff. The double J. <laughs> Sounds like it's, that's, that'd be quite the dynamic duo. I mean, with your information based on your numbers your statistics, and it just sounds like Jeff's beautiful mind. I don't think you can stop it. I wouldn't but, worry about it too much. Well, I'm going to keep rolling here. Um, since I'm not familiar with the league, I'm just going to – I don't want to fumble through this question, but it sounds like there's been some changes in the leagues. In the league based on how many tight ends, wide receivers, things of that nature – Sometimes change is good, but anything you'd like to see for the uh, 2020 season? Yeah, so I, I've asked this question quite a bit now, and tight end obviously is going to happen, I would imagine, since I'm the eighth person saying I'm for it. Uh, so we'll just move a tight end into the, the flex and make it a true flex. I know Dom's proposing three receivers. I've said it many times. I'm not supportive of it. Um, but I'd like to see other things that help transition the league where we don't need to have three receivers where expansion plays affect. Um, I think buy-in's one of them. I don't think there should be any reason why we can't do 200 or, you know, like 250. Um, But obviously I want everyone to be comfortable. So I'll probably vote for 200. Probably that's what I'm comfortable with too, 250 somewhere in there. I think that's what everyone's been saying. So that's that's good with me. But I definitely want it to increase. I I would hope that we all can come to an increase. A 100 percent increase. <laughs> just you know, Mike. Mike just you know, background information. We we started off it was like 25 bucks for a year or two, and then it was like 50 for a couple of years. We got out of school, and the last yeah, so it's, it's like years, a it's cost been, of living increase. Yeah, you know, we've we've been at about a hundred bucks here the last uh, four or five years. So, you know, as this league gets more serious, and you know, we're developing this league to be something more than just a pickup league with friends. Uh, you know, we want to be a cash league. We want money in, money out. So, you know, I think the two hundred bucks will start to get some of these guys maybe to do their homework. You know, wake up by one o'clock on Sunday afternoon and. You know, find out your quarterback's not playing. Wouldn't be that bad of an idea. Uh, Joe, the Fab. How would you? How do you feel about Fab? I know you've talked about it before, but just for the record. For the record, I'm for it. I'd like to see it. I, um, like I said, I think on a few podcasts, uh, free agent acquisition budget, Mike. Uh, that's what that is. Um, I had a number of injuries this year with. Um, particularly like three of my running backs and, and a receiver. And I was constantly on the waiver wire trying to get the backups because I didn't have the roster space to have them on my bench. 
Um, and there's there's a few time, times when the backups I did have on my bench um, were injured as well. So they were going to third stringers, Pittsburgh's running backs mainly. And I kept using burning my waiver wires and trying to salvage my season due to injuries that I couldn't have anything to do with. I mean, injuries are things you have to – that happen. But when you have two or three setbacks, it could cost you a season. Thankfully, I managed to still sell in the playoffs. But FAB will help salvage your season because it's – you'll be able to use your budget to salvage it. I mean, you spend more to save your season, obviously. And then sounds like you're just trying to make it easier for yourself, Joe. Easier. I just think it's, it's, it'll make That's the league sad. better because when Dom, you're trying to, you're trying to make things easier because you don't know how to draft guys that are going to get hurt. I mean, some guys just sit there all year on the waiver wire and, and wait for that prime prime backup running back. That's going to be a next stud. And then you're, it's over. Strategy. Season's over. <laughs> so yeah, I like Fab. I, I hope we uh enforce that next year. And I think we're I think we have majority on that so far. So now when you guys make changes, it all goes to a vote or do you have final say, Mr. Commissioner? Um, unfortunately for my sake, I don't have fi- final say. Yeah, we do everything as a democracy, so majority must um must be for it. So we need a total of seven guys out of 12 owners for anything to be enforced. Okay. I respect that. Joe's known Joe's known for just pushing things through sometimes. Yeah. If we get seven votes, I'll push it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, can you comment on SEDs? Yeah. Uh, Mike, software enhancing drug. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you guys really being thorough with the explanation of all your acronyms here. Some guys call it PES, um, PEZ, but there's a number of different names out there. Pretty much what they are, obviously, if you haven't learned, they're software enhancing um, programs that where owners are able to pay for a subscription and input their rosters and other league rosters and it'll pretty much generate decisions they should make um i'm gonna come on the air and say this i i don't care if dom's doing and mike's doing i don't care if everybody does does them um i i strongly disagree with what amel said about making this league socialism and just paying put in our league fees and everybody have access to it i mean if dom dom wants to go there and pay for something to have to generate you know, analytics or statistics that he feels are important, like targets and and weather data, turfs, stuff like counts. that. That's fine. But, Mike, you and I both know at the end of the day, Dom's going to click that button to make that decision. And he's been doing that for eight years now. He still has no ring. And not to mention, let me finish, Dom was the least points last season. So I'm not frightened by it all. More power to the guys that are hitting it up, shooting it up their ass. <laughs> just just for more explanation mike now these scds he talks about some are as simple as they can see your league they can see your roster and they will generate your best possible roster and we all know how those goes they're all crab shoots sometimes uh you know and these guys aren't gonna give you all the stuff you need you know matthew barry can tell you what your best lineup is but i'm not gonna trust anything matthew barry says um now things that things that i like to see i like to look at it's just the real analytical data on you know say snap countage if you're looking for that 
that sneaky wide receiver three. I'm looking for snap counts. Who's even on the field? I'm looking for uh, passing yards and attempts, targets. I'm looking at, uh, you know, how many, you know, is he only getting the ball thrown to him for five yards or is his average target volume, you know, 15 yards? Is he a deep ball threat? Like, you know, sometimes you, you want to see the real in-depth data. And those and the guys that crunch those numbers aren't giving that away for yeah, free. Yeah, it seems so like if a, I gotta pay five dollars. Seems like a lot of waste of time. If I gotta if I gotta pay five dollars to see some of their information, and you know, Mike, you've seen it though. You've seen it in no, Mike. Don't let them force this. No, on no. See, Mike has seen it in action I'll tell you in what. the Bando League. I'll tell you and he's what. sitting there going, "How did Dom know that that was the guy to play?" No. One and thing I know: you listen to your gut, because. Any any idiot could get on TV and tell you who to put put in your lineup and all that, but you know what? I stuck with Baker Mayfield all year, and it was probably the worst didn't pay worst points. decision of my life. But one of these days, it's gonna it's gonna come back and it'll help me. Mike, you know where this stems from? I'm gonna bring you back into history of our league real quick, and I know this interview is supposed to be about me. But Dom was in the finals year one against Chase, and his gut said to play, who was it, Colin Kaepernick? No, I played Josh Freeman instead of Colin Kaepernick. Josh Freeman. And ever since that wrong decision by his gut, he's been very (laughs) self-conscious and not trusting himself. And it showed last year that he's letting a software program run his team right into the ground with lowest points, and it's sad. It's just that, and I feel for him. That one thing created those insecurities that you just can't, can't overcome them. I mean, those are life threatening. I mean, no. if, if I can be, a, if I could be a more prepared owner, I'm going to. Well, uh, real quick, well, real quick. Speaking of owners, I guess there's there's four owners without a championship. In the event one of these four people win, I think it sounds like uh, one of the, the freakiest things to happen in this league. But who do you think it would be? Who's who's next? Who's who's on deck? Is it is it Dom, Paul, Bob, Chris? What do you think? Yeah, so I, I'm a very analytical guy, statistics guy, based on what our league owners have done in the past. So everybody Hold on, Joe. Joe, just give give them the uh, give them the actual history though of the league. We have not. We've gone eight years, eight different champions. Twelve guys. We've always nobody, had twelve. Nobody's repeated. So it, every year has been a new champion. So it would not be the craziest thing if it were to be one of these four guys because statistics have shown we're due. For, you know, we got four more years of this of somebody new. See, in my opinion, I think I think Joe was Joe was teeing it up to say it's statistically impossible. I was going to say I was more leaning on these four owners that don't have one. There's a reason why they don't have one. That's (laughs) where I was going with. He just polite. He just politely said what I just said. So, so yeah, Dom Dom filled you in there. There's eight guys, eight different owners every year. Last year is probably our most competitive. Um, season with with all us in there. I mean, we had four tiebreakers at the top, four guys that were tied, three at the bottom were tied, and there's two other guys that could have got in the last week, granted certain things went certain ways. So it was very competitive. Nobody won more than uh, double-digit, you know, nobody won 10, 10 wins this year, and I think that was the first year that's ever happened where an owner didn't win 10 games in one I think season. Since, I think since we went to the 16-game season, yeah. Um, 
But I'm going to provide you with a couple things real quick because I'm a stats guy. Um, my pick is going to be Chris Amicarelli to win it. Uh, I know a couple other guys have done that. And Mike, just to fill you in, Chris Amicarelli has the most points all time in the league. So he's been pro- he's a proven good owner. Now he he fumbles in the first round of the playoffs every year. I mean that's that's a given. It happens, but positive regression exists here because he is the owner that has the most points. And then if you look at his points against against him, he's like the fourth or fifth. I think he's the fifth most points against him. So he's been able to win all these games and put all these points up, and, and then also have all these points scored against them, and he's still winning, and he's, he's still a top owner. So, yeah, Chris Emmercrelli is going to find a way to get it done. So maybe he's a good candidate for this whole SED thing, huh, to kind of take it to that next level. Yeah, he might need to start shooting it up just to get him over over to bump. Well, he, he wants somebody else to pay for it. True. Which is Chris's problem. Um, but anyways – so with the NFL changing to 17 game season uh, and extending, well, the NFL is going to change is going to extend to 17 games. Uh, going to add another team into the playoffs. Uh, what do you think that's going to do for our league? Um, I think we're like you've said previously. We don't like change, so I think we're going to do what's easy and just extend. Uh, extend the week out to 14 weeks in the regular season versus 13. I think that's honestly what we'll end up doing and just extend the playoffs the extra week because there'll be a total of 19 weeks in the NFL because they're adding a bye and a game. Um, and then, don't, They don't know if they're adding the bye for sure yet. But I, what, everything I've read says they are. But so, so for this sake, if they do, we'll just add the game and then push the playoffs, continue to be a three-week playoff. And that'll bump you into week 18, which would be the second last week of the NFL. All right. All right, Joe. Uh, Mike, you can take this. This is a hot topic here, question number 11. Yeah, no, it's uh, – I know we, we discussed this a little bit, but expansion. Are we going to 14 or are we going to stay at 12? What are we doing? So – Mike, I'm a big expansion guy. I, I like to see us expand to for a number of reasons. Um, two in particular. One, the obvious to get more friends, SWV guys in this league to be proactive and just enjoy the experience that we've had because it's it keeps us all engaged, keeps us all together. We bust balls. It's a good time, and I think all 12 owners would say that uh, it, it's a good time. And to bring in a couple more would be um, even better. But uh, the other main reason is – we ran into a particular situation this year for a tiebreaker procedure uh, that I ended up looking into this morning to figure out what exactly happened. Um, and in, it, we could eliminate this problem by expanding. So I'll break it down really, really quick for you this year. Is it was this just Joe make want to make the league easier for himself again. Maybe. So we got Sad. Mike, we got 12 owners. So, and there, it's a 13 week league. So 11 weeks, we play different owners. So the two, two week 12 and 13, we're playing an owner that we've already played. So we play owners twice in a regular season. Then when you have, when you go to a tiebreaker, like Nick November, Dom Krabari and myself, all were seven and six going into the playoffs. The tiebreakers head to head right now as it lies. And then the head to head record for this example 
I was two and one versus Dom and Nick. Dominic was two and one versus me and Nick. And Nick was one and three. Okay. Really easy to understand. The best win, win percentage there is Dom and myself. We're tied at two and one. However, since Nick played a total of four games against us and we've only played three, it throws head-to-head records right out the window and it goes to points. So Nick jumped both Dom and I last year into the, I believe, fifth seed and had, yeah. a, had a different route to the, the championship game where both if we truly went by head-to-head, Dom and I had a better head-to-head record percentage and then Dom beat me in the regular season. So technically he should have been above me. Um, I should have been the five seed. If, it sounds like it, it was a true sounds like expansion's a no brainer because it would solve a lot of those problems. You bring in some new talent. Right. And Mike and Mike is a fantasy football guru, like you said at the beginning of the show. I may or may not so, be he may or may not be. So honestly like th- this is a problem we have and there's a couple of things we can do that I'll get into more depth when we actually have a conference call with everybody. But the options are we, we eliminate the head-to-head tiebreaker procedure and go to points. And the only negative thing with that is if there is a head-to-head tiebreaker, if me and Dom have the same record at the end of the season and we go to points, whoever has more points then makes the playoffs and they disregard the head-to-head procedure. So there, that will be a tough thing for people to swallow. But when there's right, a so three- why, do we, why do we even play the games? We might as well just try to score points and not play every week. Correct. But it helps the three-way, four-way ties that we seem to have quite a few times in the history of this league. Um, so here's the other options. If we don't change it to highest points, because in my opinion, points are what make an owner. Um, but they don't. But you got to win the game. You have to win the head-to-head game, but you still have eleven other games to beat the other opponents to have a better record than that person entering the playoffs. So, yeah, I get I get both arguments there. But the only way to truly eliminate this next year would be to bring in two more owners to make it fourteen-man league, um, and then obviously there would be um, thirteen, thirteen, uh, fourteen guys would be thirteen different games. So we everyone would play everybody once in a 13-week schedule. However, not to drag it out, Amo had made a comment to me last week. Well, then when the, the when the NFL expands to the extra games in the regular season, we're going to be back to square one because now the seasons are extended and we have 14 owners and now someone's going to have to play somebody twice again because they just extended. They were going to 16 owners. So there you go. I, if we're not, if we're expanding, I say we expand with the NFL, which is 14 guys next year. And then the following year, I say we go to 16. Now that's a tough pill for everybody to swallow. So the only other option I would be for is to change from head to head tiebreakers to points tiebreakers. There you go. That's a lot to swallow. That is. Let that marinate. We'll just, we'll just, we'll uh, worry about that when the time comes. All right, Joe. Um, So here with the uh, last question here. Um, So we just had Nick get engaged this last week. Congratulations. Keeper got got engaged during this uh, this offseason. Paul got engaged this season. Oh, I love Paul. 
uh, you know, me, you, and Bob were already happily married. Uh, so that's you know, so at least half the league, half the league's got a wedding ring, the other half doesn't. So we're looking at Dave, Dean, Chris, Rob, Ross, and Chase. Uh, if for some miraculous reason one of them were to get lucky enough to uh, enter a holy matrimony, uh, who would you choose? So the person that's next in line to get engaged. Hmm. I'm going to go on the limb here. I'm not going to go with my gut, which says Chris Amicarelli. I'm going to throw a curveball and say it's Dean Giorizzo. <laughs> Dean? Dean Giorizzo in Atlanta. They've got a great relationship. It looks strong. They're both good-looking people. I love them to death. I see it happening. All right. Well, I'm not going to argue there. That's a, that's a very, very uh, high possibility. I don't know uh, Elena that much personally, but you know, I've I'll seen tell you what. If I and if Dean's happy, yeah. If I if I was Dean and I listened to that, I'd feel pretty good. Now, for those for those other guys, Dave, Chris, Rob, Ross, Chase, you guys got some work to do. Especially Chase, he's gonna lose his again, and it's life changing. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. What do you say, Mike? Yeah, it's pretty good, you know. Mike, is it true you drove across country looking for your wife? I did, yeah. Just wanted to make sure uh, nobody from SWB had touched her before. (laughs) Mike, Mike actually was telling me about when he was working the oil fields. Was that what you were working? What were you working? Um, Well, I don't know. What's what's the story? What's where are you going with this? It's your, it's your story. I'm just telling the story about... I met my wife life. in Louisville, Kentucky. I brought her up here. The rest is history. All right. It was a better story when you told me the first time. <laughs> Maybe it needs to be told off it's, Yeah, it's off the record <laughs> story. Off story. I don't have 37 more minutes to give. <laughs> You'd probably get the desk there already. I got the nod. Everybody's the house is shutting down now. Oh, good. Turn off the damn lights. House is shutting down. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out right, well, and party. That's how that's how we that's like the to do it I here. Know. Yeah, well he's he's long gone. He goes to bed at eight thirty now. I mean I got some I got some pretty incriminating pictures of me and Mike back in our heyday. Too bad you don't have a Instagram mic. We could put them up Good there. Thing I don't. <laughs> Joe's asking me. He's like, "Mike got an Instagram. Let's get some pictures of him." And I said, "Nah, I'm not no, let's not do that." You know, past is the past. I said, this is, the one this nice is thing it. I like about this league, from what I'm hearing, is that you're always looking to the future. You know, let's get better. Let's keep growing. Let's not forget. It's let's not forget the past, but let's make new memories. And Mike, if we do expand, are you throwing your name in in the hat? Getting your you know what? I'll, I'll get it ready. I'll let the get the old Ticonderoga two out and get writing. Send it over to you guys. That's what we like to hear. 
the more the merrier is what we like to say. I will not bring the same passion for analytics like uh, you do, Mr. Commissioner, but I'm more of a, a gut, more of a feel guy. Well, you fit right in yeah, there. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> but uh, all right, guys, let's uh, wrap this up. We're uh, we're over 40 minutes here. Nobody's going to listen to us for that long. But once again, let's uh, thank Michael for uh, joining I us. I appreciate tonight. the appreciate the call and, and Joe Dom. Thank you. Yep. Michael's just telling me he can't wait for the uh, SWB golf outing. He says it's the greatest day of his summer. Last it was year. a nice event. I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed getting out there and uh, slapping them around with the boys. You still there, Joe? I'm here. I'm waiting for you to wrap it up. You're, You're the host. Let's wrap you it up. Have say? That's you it. Wanna, you want to say? I'm, you know, it was nice. It was, it was the, nice I'm having getting, you there, Mike. It was, I told it was him good three to see times. I love Mike. I wish he was in the league, but you guys yeah. don't want him in the league because you don't want to expand. This sad, right? Just remember, you guys, you guys I, are keeping Mike out. I'm just glad to hear it's not a personal thing. It's a professional thing. I think it, it might be. Personal. I think it's personal with a. It could be personal. I don't know. Some of them are like. Some are like Mike and Bloody, just what we need. More landscapers in this league. They say that. Yeah, that's definitely heavy <laughs> on the landscaping. But, uh, all right, yeah, let's for sure, uh, for real, let's wrap this up. Uh, I'm your host, The Real Get At Me. My special co host today, Michael Bloody. You could say oh, bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank bye. you. And I appreciate everybody that's going to listen to this. Uh, and I'd like to thank Joe for coming on today. He was a uh, great guest. Thanks, Dom. And thanks, Michael. I appreciate you giving us your no. time and spending some of it with Dom. Not too many people want to do that. No, thanks, Joe. I, I wasn't into it when Dom called me, but he said you'd be you'd be joining us. So I was like, yeah, no problem. Uh, that's usually the big selling point. But all right, till next week. Uh, who we got next week, Joe? We got the first guy who missed the playoffs. Bobby Scott. Ooh, Bobby Scott. That's going to be a tough one. I hope he answers the text message. <laughs> but uh, until then, guys, we'll see uh, We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Tom, and thanks. Thank Blake. you. All right, peace. <laughs>